Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Ranch Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. It is your favorite time of the week. Wrench Nation here on The Pulse. Hello, Frank. What is happening, Steve? And we welcome you guys back. You're hanging out in your ride. Maybe you're taking a walk. And, of course, you got your favorite podcast on Wrench Nation, your car care people. We take you on a journey every week. What are you doing, Steve? Not much. Just hanging, giving out the phone number, 480-655-8870. Remember, Wrench Nation is all about you. You're part of the Wrench Nation family, and we'd love to hear from you today at 480-655-8870. If there's ever something wrong with your car and you're wondering, or we've got Wally Cahill here, and if you ever wonder about buying a new car, he can give you some advice on that. Right, Wally? Absolutely. Wally, yeah, it's a little bit more than that. You guys know you've been listening for a while. Wally was at the doctor recently, and uh, <laughs> there was an anomaly that took place. And that anomaly, the doctor scratched their head, and they couldn't quite figure out the volume, the thickness of his blood. <laughs> and, 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 and Wally said, step back. I had the gear oil that runneth through my veins. There Wally, you go. That's Wally. right. That's well, right. 30 weight. 30 <laughs> weight. <laughs> Jump it. back. And it's not synthetic. <laughs> That's what it was. So we welcome you guys yes. back. Thank you so much. Um, you, you guys have been awesome, so supportive. And keep your questions going. It's our community. It's your show, people. Um, I, I, you know, I got a story to tell, and that'll happen during the shout-outs of an individual that reached out to us that we're going to share with you guys that really compounds on the fact that Wally, Frank, and Steve, we aren't pomp and circumstance, man. We do some pretty cool events, but we are here for you, man. You know, we we don't have an agency you got to go through. (laughs) Right, Wally? I mean, that's what makes this thing so special. Look, I gave out my cell phone this morning live on the radio. (laughs) The cell phone number, I just said, here it is. I I was giving it to a, a listener who happened to be a former student of mine here at Evit, And I just gave her, I said, you know what? You guys are all my family. If you want to call me, call me. Right. I, I we'll find out. That's right. <laughs> so if you're driving in your car and you, you got a little of that vibration going on, perhaps you're, you're in that traffic mode on the freeway and, and it just seemed to kind of come on and you, you have this sort of dancing of the steering wheel, perhaps a little brake issue. Or maybe that check engine light popped on, or hey, you developed an oil leak in your garage and your neighbors are looking funny at you. This is your show, people. No matter what show topic, understand that we will answer to our best ability. No crystal balls here for you. We're going to help you out, and that's really what the show is about. Text us or call 480-655-8870. We want to clear the air. Get comfortable, because, boy, we got a show topic, and we've got a show lined up. What is today's show topic, Frank? Well, I tell you, a lot of you have sat in your ride comfortably on your routine route either to work or home. You are comfortable with your choice radio station, or perhaps you've got your tunes playing, you've got your coffee sitting. All right. 
and uh, your ride should be about a 20-minute ride to work. Yeah, about that. No matter where you're at, you could be, well, definitely not L.A., because that's not a 20-minute right, ride. Right, 20 hours. But the average of you are- <laughs> You leave once a week. <laughs> you are in a routine, and what happens is you witness an accident. I've seen some. Or you end up like I did what last night on the 202, headed into Phoenix okay. about- Probably about 6.30. Traffic just came to a stall. And I was on that freeway two hours to get into Phoenix. This show, people, that you know you can relate to, no matter who you are and what you drive, I don't care if you drive a 72 Datsun or you're driving a brand new Corvette, the wrong way drivers, the drunk drivers, the distracted drivers, the incredible vehicle technology that is actually keeping us safe and sound so you're witnessing all this right and perhaps you drove up on it and you're looking at it and all of a sudden we're like oh lord please pray that they survived and people are walking away wally you've seen rex over your time absolutely and (laughs) And they don't walk away all the time they don't but the fact is we've had some of these incidences and so we're going to dive into the technology and the design of these vehicles that is keeping our idiotic behavior that's well, causing a lot of this. There is technology that cannot solve some idiotic behavior. Well, maybe we'd do a show in the future. You dimwit. Yes. This is exactly I, what I, you look, should. <laughs> I remember, you know, on the I-10, right by the deck park, where they've got the two carpool lane exits up to like 3rd Avenue yeah. and 3rd Street. Okay? Right. Years ago, guy comes by me. And this was back in the early 90s. And this was, a he had a late 70s Ford. I'm thinking maybe it was a Granada. It was cruising fast. He maybe comes by at 95 miles an hour, literally. And he smashes into the center of the where the carpool lane separates from the normal lanes. That car just destroyed. I got up to him up there, and I literally see the guy just laying across like a board. You could just see how stiff he was. That's just stupid. And technology is well, not going to save him. I think for the most part, um, we we are out there driving. We have some behaviors. I mean, the show is not really to discuss those behaviors. No, right? but I'm just I mean, saying technology is not going to solve complete it's, stupidity. It's not. Maybe guys, some stupidity. You guys know that. So, <laughs> but not utter stupidity. It's getting close. Yes. The drunk drivers, distracted drivers, and here in Phoenix, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, we upload that Sunday, and you're in tune to this conversation, perhaps in your backyard, Portland. L.A., definitely L.A. There's all kinds of stuff. Perhaps you're on the East Coast, Atlanta, New York. You know the distracted driving, and particularly the 2 o'clock in the morning drunkard driving fool yeah. that's on the wrong lane. Well, drunkard driving shouldn't even be in the on the road. But at 2.30 in the morning, right. you can't say, well, somebody was just texting. I mean, they could have been. Right. No, that's almost a guarantee that was a drunken fool. So we're going to get into that technology, that amazement, that, that wondrous amazement of technology that really is keeping us safe. How are we walking away? How are these fools walking away? We got get some news? Yeah, we do. I'll tell you what. You guys remember, we used to drive up and down in our little cities, and we had these funky cameras. They would take pictures of us. Some of you got kind of cute, put little gorilla masks as you were violating. I remember that one down the 51. Well, I'll tell you, there was an Ohio village that actually decided the people rose up. They got their sticks, they lit fire, and they went out 
and complained in the streets of Ohio and this Ohio village is working on paying back $3 million to those drivers ticketed by those speed cameras. Really? Yeah. Now there is a law on the, on the, uh, they're looking to try to pass it here in Arizona that will get rid of all the red light cameras. I like that. Well, I, I think it was, uh, obviously it was a big moneymaker for yeah, municipalities. Sure it, it was, it was the, I mean, we needed not to break laws. No, but you can't defend yourself against that. And unless they serve it to you, technically you don't have to even deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a story. Yeah. But, do you? <laughs> oh, snap. Wally, tell us about yes. that. Yes. Well, just know that they do have to serve you. They do. They, yep. when, when you sign that ticket, when you're cited by an officer, yep. that is acknowledgement of service yep. is what that is. That says, hey, he gave me the ticket. I understand it. When you get a red light ticket or yep. a, a speeding ticket in on the, the mail. camera, yeah, you don't have to like acknowledge it. Nope. You know? Well, that's what this judge said. He said that apparently in New Miami, in... Uh, where was the city we were just in Ohio? You want to know what they call that? It's called an unjust enrichment. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and uh, basically denied these drivers due process. If you listen in and you've been behind some of those speed cameras, that's because how you they've feel. ignored it. Well, you didn't have the opportunity at that time. Right. You were just like caught in the act. Well, let me tell you something that happened to me though, because I ignored it. And then I actually had the date still, the state date was still a month and a half to come. But then they served me before even that court date. And I didn't even have to respond. And then they charged me more money and said, well, you didn't respond within the first two weeks or whatever. So therefore we charged you more money. Mine was about the same. Yeah, it's ridiculous. A, yeah, yeah, the end result was Scottsdale yeah. Scott got my money. Yeah. Um, even though they couldn't really... Well, I shouldn't say they couldn't prove it because obviously <laughs> yeah, they got a big account. No right. errors with right. those cameras are right. really good. Oh yeah. Bottom <laughs> um, yeah, line: Don't speed. You, don't run, you should. Don't red. Uh, but, run, well, run red lights. You shouldn't. I mean, uh, January, of course, was red means stop. You got to be aware of this. Right. But in all fairness, we get life happens, man, and you you get into a situation where, well, that light just turned yellow, and I am kind of halfway through it. So, slow down. Can you time lights? Some people are timing lights. You They're timing the red lights. Yeah, you can't anymore. You oh. used to be able to in the old days. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, they have smart pavement. They have sensors in the oh. pavement. And they actually adjust the timing of the lights to try to keep the traffic flowing, not to interrupt it. Yeah, well, listen, I, I went to the therapist recently, I, I and the therapist told me that I needed to get out and probably push myself. So I want you to stay tuned. Yeah, you, you never tuned. do that. I, I know, but <laughs> this is what we're going to pull off. You guys got to stay tuned for this. We are going to read one more news story while we Facebook Live with a drone, what? a working drone in the studio. Uh-oh. I'm hoping we don't break stuff, but stay tuned. And if you are, get on a Ranch Nation Facebook. Get ready. We're going live with the drone. That people. means I have to put my clothes on. <laughs> Ranch Nation continues. Don't go anywhere. Car Talk. Car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Now you got Tyler firing up the drone over there. We got a drone working for you people in the background. I I, I put my underwear back on. I called the FCC. (laughs) They they said it's okay. That's good. I'm excited for the drone. I don't think this is a no-fly zone in here, so I think we're okay. We're okay. We just got to watch the equipment. Yes, exactly. 
We got Wally Cahill back in studio. Frank and Steve here with your favorite Wrench Nation Car Talk show. This is your show, people. Uh, we are discussing a little bit of that that technology that's protecting you. Well, let's you. bring in the wiser and advisor. And we got to bring in... Uh, from Bolt-On Technology, it yeah. is Mr. JB. Hello, JB. Hello, guys. How you doing? Welcome back. What Woo. is happening? What's happening? How are things going up there in Detroit? Detroit? You're not in Detroit. That's, uh, no, we're out. that's Billy we're Knuckles. Eagles, buddy. We're just out of Philly here. Oh, yeah. I, I get confused. Philadelphia, how's it feel winning the Super Bowl? Oh, my goodness. Everybody's just nuts, and tomorrow is supposed to be the big parade, and they're saying oh. 3 million people are coming. Yeah, I was cheering for the Eagles. I'm glad they won. Glad they beat those Patriots. Yeah, a lot of people across the country, that seems to be what the attitude was. Did but, you ever have um, a doubt in your mind about it, though, in that game, or what? Well, watching the game, it was pretty. It was a great game. It was. The way it went back and forth and all that, it was one of the best Super Bowls I ever watched. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I tell you what, for every underdog Buckley's out there. Buckley's going to be happy, too. Every underdog, that was our yeah, game. it was. It really was. I mean, nothing to take away from the Patriots, but definitely, definitely an underdog moment for years to come. If you're feeling sad and blue, just turn on the Super Bowl. I mean, that'll take you back. So, I'd like to know, um, in your recent travels, you've traveled, uh, you did a show, I think you guys were out in, what was it, Colorado with Bolton? Yep, Denver, yep. And so I'm sure you've witnessed a few of your uh, accidents, your average accidents, and maybe some of the big accidents. It's incredible how people are walking away from these things. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and I'm going back a little while, but I walked away from a 15-car pileup. Wow. Wow. And that was that was pretty impressive, you know. It was an old '89 Mustang, but she took the beating, was three feet shorter. But um, I walked away. I mean, I think that's pretty much the goal of all these, you know, these car makers, that they want you to be able to walk away from you know any accident that may happen. Definitely, definitely. But there's one problem that I have with all this technology, um, and you guys kind of already kind of broached it a little bit. Is that I have a saying, and I think it's really true. Every time man makes something idiot-proof, yeah. nature makes a better idiot. <laughs> That's a, so true. Oh, my goodness. So true. That's Sorry. a great quote. I like that. I'm going to have to use that. But I, you know, as we work in the field and work on these vehicles, yep. we see people depending on them. And what's even worse is the commercials showing the guy, oops, I just moved out of the lane and it right. brought me back. I, I don't care. You know, right. and That's really scary. Well, it was like that Tesla, uh, which made it up onto YouTube. The guy was driving and ended up in the back of a semi, but mm-hmm. they pulled the data recorder. That man's hands were not on the steering wheel for like 30 minutes. He was really, he thought he was in his living room. Uh, and at the same time, to kick, kick it up, the idiot factor, he was, I think he was YouTubing this whole thing. He was like, hey, check me out. That's crazy, Wally. Yes, that, that takes it to a new level. You know, I, I mean, it really does. Technology is great. I like the crash technology. I think that's kind of what you're leading to. Uh, whether Honda's got a great, it's called ACE technology. It's multi-layers of, of body laminate, so yeah. to speak. So when it crumples, it crumples down and it kicks the motor out away from you so it doesn't end up in your lap. We're going to dive in a whole lot deeper to crumple zones, the advanced driver awareness systems, all those things on a lot of vehicles that... Uh, are working quietly. Uh, so, JB, you you know, we've got this tradition that we started, not quite like Thanksgiving yet, almost, and you bring us and our audience, our lovely audience, a challenge question. And last week, the challenge question was interesting, although a little easy. 
So this yeah. week, we're hoping that you bring some spice, because I thought we lost a few listeners. They said, oh, this wrench nation is so rudimentary. So I ask you now, JB, what is the Wiser Advisor challenge question of the week? Oh, excited. I'm excited. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's related to the subject matter of uh, how cars can save us and let us walk away. And the question is, okay. in what decade did the automotive airbags become standard equipment in automobiles in the U.S.? Okay. In what decade? Okay. What decade? Autom- yep, right. did the automotive airbags become standard equipment in automobiles? And the decades listed are 1960, uh-huh. 1970s. Uh-huh. 1980s and 1990s. All right, so we want a listener right now to call at 480-655-8870. If you can guess correctly, I'll give you three-day tickets to the Pot of Gold Music Festival, but you got to get it right. First guess, 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, which decade did airbags become standard in vehicles in the United States? You got it. Okay, we can't answer yet. We got to get a listener, 480-655-8870, but I think I know. I, I Wally's giving me signals. <laughs> I'm going to write it out. No, we're not on TV yet. A or I'm going to write it in the air. Yeah, but <laughs> if you think you know the answer, the idea is uh, Call in. we need your professional expertise. Yes, we need you who knows better than even us. We want to yeah. give you some free stuff. So in uh, Wally mentioned uh, a very, very strong point of a vehicle as it relates to the advancements in these crumple zones, people. Now, you may say crumple wumple. What are you, crumple what, muffins? We're talking crumple zones on the front of your vehicle that have really made its way. Now, back in the day, when we were lucky to put a seatbelt on back in the 70s and uh, 80s, who, who was again behind the seatbelt? Uh, Ralph Nader. Yes. Wasn't Ralph Nader? Yes, along he, with the Corvair. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't think I really started wearing them, though, until the mid-90s, personally, honestly. I don't think any of us. No, have. I really didn't. Mid nineties, nineteen eighty one for me. I remember exactly when I started. Really? It. Yes. Did they actually have the one that pulled across your chest, or only in the lap? <laughs> um, this was in a Volkswagen Bug. So oh, it was. It was uh, just the lap. No, it was a three point. It oh, was, really? It was a three point. Okay, seventy three Sun Bug. All right. Now that crumple zone is essentially the structural feature that's built in that dampens. It's designed to absorb that energy. And basically reduce, now, you know, you you don't have to be, it could be just a sheer accident. We're not saying that it's all idiots getting into trouble. No. It it could be just a bad hair day. You're in the wrong place, wrong time. You thought that one was left and that one went right and you both ended up. But it's designed to take care of that energy that is going to be realized. And you're talking about a car that's traveling at roughly 30, 35, 37 miles an hour. That's about 4,400 pounds of energy that can be impacted and even greater. Uh, So understand those crumple zones are working. And, Wally, I have a question back in the, uh, not the 1920s. We won't hold you that far back. (laughs) But but in the 70s, were we thinking about crumple zones? No. No, we weren't. And if you looked how they built the cars, the cars were like rock-solid big chrome bumpers on them the bumper was the deal yeah yeah but uh, it was art it was it, like you could look at it it was sweet it was nice it was unique but it was designed to save you no it no? was de- it, it was designed to look good that was what, it <laughs> what was happening is, is they were so hard and didn't have any give to them all that energy was being transferred into you the passenger ouch 
Yeah, not good. Well, listen, stay tuned, guys. If you think you know the answer. Are we what? got Ashley on the hold, and she thinks she knows it. But all right, uh, we'll, we'll see. have to find out when we come back. Ashley, don't go anywhere, all right? Your chance to win Pot of Gold Music Festival tickets with Wrench Nation coming up next. We're getting our drone ready, ready to go live stream. We'll tell you more coming up. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. All right, we got JB, the wiser advisor from Bolt-On Technology. He's got our challenge. We have Ashley on the phone. Hello, Ashley. Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh, Mesa. Mesa, what are you doing today? Uh, nothing, just got off work. Just got off work? All right. Come on, tell the truth. You've been waiting for Wrench Nation all week. You're Come on, so Ashley. excited. Of course. <laughs> Have you heard about Wrench Nation before, or are you a new listener? New listener. New listener. Great. Well, thank you. When did you find us? Uh, well, I mean, I listen to you guys all the time, but I d- never listened to this episode. Well, we, we really welcome you. We originally had the show from four to five, and we moved it from, yeah. you know, we gave it an extra hour of madness. But So, Ashley, um, Steve, do you think Ashley's ready to answer this question? I think she is. I think she sounds smart. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, how did you get the info? Are you taking a guess, or do you know this for a fact, or did you Google it? I'm trying to take a guess. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, JB, can you repeat formally for the listeners? What is the Ladies? question? The question is, in which decade did automotive airbags start to become standard equipment in automobiles? The 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? All right. What do you got, Ashley? 90s. JB? <clears throat> oh, wait. Give, oh. give her a second chance. Ashley, should we give you a lifeline? Second chance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It's not the 60s for sure. What do you say, Ashley? What do you think? So you said it was, what was the other options? 70s or 80s. Uh, can I phone a friend? No, you can, you can <laughs> phone you me. No. You phoned us already. Right. We're your friend. Well, okay. hang on a minute. 70s we, or 80s. All right, let's 80s? see. What did you say? What? What did you 80s. say? 80s. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Ooh. There now, you go. Now, man, that was awesome, Ashley. <laughs> Hey, you know, you had a 50-50 chance. Well, I got to say something, Miss Ashley, because we have quite a few folks that call in and hang out on Wrench Nation Facebook as well. You were honest. You didn't get on the Wikish Wikipedia, and you didn't get on the Googleness. So right. thank you for your sincerity for that. We are sending you some tickets. Steve, what do we have? Actually, we've got three-day passes to the Pot of Gold Music Festival, March 16th, 17th, and 18th. Oh, snap. And you're going to go all three days or whoever you want to give them to. Hang on, and Bree will get your information, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Hang on, Ashley. Yeah, you know, JB, a lot of people wouldn't think that the 80s, uh, I, you know, it, some folks thought maybe 90s, early 2000s. Um, who pioneered these airbags like that? In the, who was doing that back in the 80s? Well, actually, in the 80s, the people that started to install uh, standard equipment was like the Oldsmobile Tornado. Wow. And the Porsche 944 actually not only got a driver's side, but it got a passenger side, too. And that's the thing. They started only with driver's side bags. And in the 70s, a number of manufacturers did offer them as additional equipment, but not too many people wanted to buy it. We weren't thinking. We were ju- we just got on the, the seatbelt wagon. We didn't want to mess around with those airbags. Yeah. I mean, it seems that way, but uh, those airbags, boy, that's a that's a controlled explosion right there. Have you been behind an airbag that lit up, JB? Not not inside a car, but with my experience, we've had to blow some of them off, and I'm pretty impressed with what happened there. 
Yeah. And from my understanding is some of the driving materials, the chemicals that do it, are the same things that they used to use in the side rockets on the shuttle. Yeah, that happens in nanoseconds. We actually, we've done some TV segments where, you know, everybody wants you to light off an airbag in a safe condition. And we we did, uh, where we, you know, it was basically on top of a garbage can and it was controlled. But um, a lot of folks don't understand how it works. And I think think it's cool if we, you know, kind of cover some of that. There are these airbag sensors, these crash sensors, that they're essentially located strategically on the front and the side uh years ago was maybe one sensor up front and when you gave that sensor a concussion sort of the inertia from an impact it would light that airbag up and i mean without you even thinking i've been behind one of those first time four years ago and I think it helped me out because I, I prior to that, I was a little screwy. It made me even more screwy. <laughs> but uh, airbags do save lives. But, yeah, you may walk away with a black eye or. It's like getting punched. It is, really. Yeah, yeah that inflator. Think, yeah, go ahead. Thing, I'm sorry, but the thing that kills you in the accident is not the speed, but how fast you slow down. And the airbag acts like those big bags that they show on TV or movies when somebody jumps off a building and they land in it. It's the same purpose. It just slows you down. So it doesn't hurt you, and that's the idea behind it, and it has to do it in like 12 inches. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It, it definitely saves lives. And now, of course, you've got curtain bags. Knee non- bags. Knee bags. Well, yeah, you're popping knees and hips, and you're, you're breaking ankles. The first thing you do, I, I mean, I did it, didn't even think about it. it. When you see it coming, you want to break and stiffen up. Yep. And um, that is not a happy day. Apparently, JB, these airbags um, go way back, you know, sort of these air-filled bladders as early as 1941. And I guess the patents for those came out in the 50s. And they were primarily used tanks of compressed or heated air, nitrogen, freon, carbon dioxide, all kinds of stuff uh, in those early systems. And they were used, uh, you know, there, I guess there was an industrial engineer, John Hetrick, and, of course, I'm reading this, people. It's, I'm not smart enough to get this off the top of my head, I'll tell you that. But they actually messed with the designs in their 50s for this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they perfected it. And more importantly, it took that much time to actually get it to market legally. Wally, isn't that a lot of what happens? The engineers can do stuff to save us, but now we got to go through the legal stuff. Yes. And make- or the government. Thank you. I was waiting for somebody to say the government. Yes. It's a conspiracy. Oh, government. <laughs> well, conspiracy. <laughs> Are you saying some of those UFOs had airbags? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible, the airbag systems. And, and, again, you know, if you look at company, a lot of the Europeans, I mean, that's just the way it is. A lot of European vehicles do start off kind of pioneering, cutting edge. We're going to get to traction control and uh, ABS systems a little later in the show. But it seems like the Europeans, for premium cost, they came out with a lot of that. And they continue to. If you look at the camera systems, we're going to get to the camera systems that are working for us. But, JB, isn't that the case? The Europeans seem to be cutting edge, and they, they release those things a lot quicker than we. Well, definitely. And I think part of it is that whole legality thing, because they're a lot more relaxed over there about the legalities. They say, you know, if you're going to be silly enough to go out and do something stupid, you decided you, you decided to get hurt or die on your own. That's okay with us. But when we get in the American market, there's so many of this. Be sue you, you sue me, and if it doesn't work exactly, I'm suing you again. 
And that's what the big problem here is. So a lot of that stuff gets developed in Europe. And then eventually, once it gets Americanized, then it's brought over here. I mean, just think about cars. Americanized. You You said Americanized. You buy a certain car in Europe, but you can't bring it to the U.S. unless it's built the U.S. specs. Now, unless you're Dubai, Dubai seems to be, we got the technology. Let's make it happen. Dubai currently has the flying drones, people. They have the flying drone. It's in action. They started that back in July. Well, you mean the car that takes you places? It is a drone, 200-pound capacity. Well, I couldn't get in it. Me neither. You Most, couldn't get in it. <laughs> I couldn't get in it. What's it going to take, a child to daycare or something? But my point is, regarding all the safety, we, <laughs> we complain here, but at the end of the day, it's keeping us somewhat that much safe. I mean, I'm not saying that. Corporal- Maybe if we hook two of them together. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Put half of me in one and half of me in the other. No, just one on each other. One leg each way. There you go. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that. I mean, I ain't ain't trying to suggest my Middle Eastern peeps are all less than 200 pounds, but who is getting inside of one of these flying drones like that uh, out there? uh, Wally, would you get in a drone if it was a 220-pound limit? Would you fly? Would you get in a drone that flew you from East Dubai... To the western shores of Dubai, would you get in that? If there was alcohol involved, I would do it. <laughs> uh, there's not going to be any alcohol in Dubai, guys. I would do it if it was already proven and tested. I would do it. I would have no fear of it. Wouldn't you, bother me. Well, you you don't have fear, Steve. No, I realize that. I'm fearless. Um, <laughs> JB, if I came to your house with a sexy-looking drone that was all pearled out and painted... Would you get in my drone and come to my party at my house? You know, man, I'm into trying that stuff. I think if it's safe and I'm under the 220, so I can do it, buddy. Um, I would jump in there and take it for a ride. All right. Well, that's what's happening in Dubai. And you guys know all this technology keeping us safe. It takes time to come to market because of the legalities. We got to... I think it would be if we didn't have the government, and I want to ruffle Wally's feathers a little bit without getting conspiracy-like, but could you imagine if we didn't have government agencies, what would that airbag look like, you think? Maybe. I can't say. Oh. (laughs) Uh, I had it, though. (laughs) He had it. I mean, mean, think about it. If, if, If corporations could... You know, in small business, medium and large, they were testing for safety, JB, but perhaps they missed a few things. Uh, that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't be too good. And Wally gave me his answer on a sheet of paper. I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> um, JB, the government kind of keeps us square, don't you think? Yeah. Well, definitely, because, you know, if somebody doesn't set standards, and you know how much that, that flight goes back and forth all the time. If they don't set standards, that's where we have a lot of issues. So the government, unfortunately, comes in and sets standards, and not everybody's always happy, and also they can be pretty tough sometimes. Yeah, that NHTSA, people, we talk about that. That's NHTSA, NHTSA. That's a great website. You can actually go, people, do a lot of investigation of a car you may be driving, uh, some easy terminology to understand about that that uh, technology keeping you safe you stick around we're still trying to fire up this drone it's not behaving and uh we're going to come back and talk more about your your crumple zones people you need to know about your crumple zones jb hang with us for one more segment 
You got it, man. Hold on, sir. We'll be back. Ranch Nation right here. Don't go anywhere. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. All right, coming up next hour, we're going to go live streaming with the drone. We got it going. Yeah, we did. We had to do a little update. You know, it yeah. got a little needy on us, so hang tight. We're going to do some Facebook Live. I think we'll probably be, I don't know if any other radio station's ever done a drone live action. Oh, I think they probably have. Uh, maybe. <laughs> in the studio? I don't in, think so. In the studio. I don't know. Maybe Maybe you can call in and let us know if Are this we gonna is going to get uh, hurt. Maybe. I don't, we're going to try it. Corey McCloskey on TV had to do this before. Well, we'll see. Yeah. You heard it first right here on Wrench Nation. We've also got the car quiz coming up next hour for your chance to win Arizona Renaissance Festival tickets. Huzzah! That starts this weekend. Yeah, we got JB back with us from uh, Bolt on the oh, Wise yeah, Advisor. JB, uh, thanks for hanging with us. We thought it I worthy, man. Um, so uh, a lot of times we look at these vehicles. You know, we're talking about the technology that keeps us safe in these in these vehicle wrecks. Many of us have witnessed it and said, oh, my God, please, hopefully those people can survive right, right. that. And, you know, we talked about these crumple zones. JD, uh, JB, do you want to dive in a little bit more about the basics? What's behind the crumple zones on these vehicles? Well, what they're doing is designing the vehicle that when it hits something, we got to as I said earlier with the airbags, we've got to slow the body down at a certain rate. If it's too fast, that's for damage and we get hurt. It's got to manage that crash energy. Uh, You can't be too quick or too slow. Yeah. So what they started to do is when they started building the front ends of vehicles, and that's where most of it is focused, they designed it so that when the impact occurs, the body of the vehicle is going to start to accordion. It's going to start to squash. And that squashing is giving your body a chance to slow down before you start to feel the energy. And hopefully all the squashing absorbs the whole impact or most of the impact, so your body feels very little of it. So that motion of crushing the car is absorbing the heat and slowing, absorbing the impact and slowing the vehicle down. And that's been a big lifesaver, too. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and we don't, we don't, I mean, the cars seem to get smaller while like in design for, except that like the truck market's a truck market, but a lot of these, uh, sort of two door passenger, it seems like smaller and smaller. It's amazing that they can get the gas mileage. They do still have the safety factor. Um, a lot of advancements in steel, a lot, they're just a whole less, they're just not as heavy as it used to be. Um, that's a big deal, Wally, with with a vehicle. Right, but the cars now are more throwaway cars where they used to be repaired. You know, you can still get repaired, but a lot of them now, if you have a well, medium yeah. crash in it, it's a throwaway car. You get that Hyundai, some of the, uh, maybe the Hyundai Elantra, I remember. Um, I don't even know if this Elantra is still even being made. Yes. Okay. But you light up all those airbags, Steve. It's a total because it's it's so expensive. To, to replace the airbags. Yes. Yeah. If you get all the airbags on, on some of these smaller, inexpensive vehicles. I mean, the car is pretty much totaled at that point, isn't it? Well, if not like if you took a Chevy Tahoe and airbags lit off. Right. The cost of the vehicle in, in equation to the cost to the insurance and value. Yeah. Not so much in a Chevy Tahoe, okay. but it, on a small vehicle. Sure. It's pretty much a I throwaway. got an idea. Let's take a small car that we know will be totaled if the airbags all go off, and let's run it off. Cliff and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like sure, Niagara, Falls. Niagara Falls. 
you know what? It's like listen to the conversation, guys. Here's the one of the big things that kind of surprised you. You're talking about the cost of the car, and you're comparing it to the person surviving walking away from the accident. Right. So you have to think about that. I'd rather have a car totaled around me and be able to get out of there and live another day. Sure. Than you know, because I can always buy another car, but I can't get another body. Absolutely. Yeah. Just it's just fascinating. Uh, A lot of our folks listening may have been in that situation. Uh, JB, where, you know, they had a Hyundai with maybe 47,000 miles on it. In, in fact, the matter of fact of this situation is they perhaps got into what they thought was a low impact, but airbag went off, passenger airbag went off, and now it's a five and $6,000 affair and the car is totaled. And you, you have to, you know, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's just, it, it's, it's hard to believe how expensive this stuff can be uh, on some of these entry-level vehicles. I've been there. Um, my stepdaughter took a Taurus that my wife used to drive and spilled tea on her sister who freaked out, and she made a U-turn right back into a tree, not going much more than maybe 15 to 20 miles an hour, but just the way the car clipped the front end on the tree, it was totaled. Yeah. Wow. Because the crumple zone on the one side collapsed. Yeah. Well, some of you may be in the market for a new vehicle and, and Wally's going to dive into the new new vehicle review uh Wally where can find where can we find these crash rating I mean people want to know like how safe is my car there's a crash rating there's a crash rating of one through five stars a lot of times unfortunately I'm going to give you some bad news uh, a lot of times those crash ratings are totally related to dollars and cents I know. I was hoping you wouldn't say the more this, the car car cost. Yeah, well, a it's, lot of are times, you saying it's, it's manipulated? It's yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh. Now, now they don't want to admit it, but it seems coincidental. I mean, I see I test a different car every week, right? And I see cars come through with no rating, and I see cars come through with ratings. And I'm not going to mention manufacturers, but there's certain American manufacturers that kind of get cherry picked. So I'm looking for a car. Well, my wife's looking for a van, and she wants to do some studying on. We want to be safe. She wants to do some studying on crash test ratings. This isn't totally legit in some occasions. No, I don't think so. Uh, but again, I'm the conspiracy guy. You know, if the government's well, involved, well, no, you're bringing up some stuff. I mean, this is not a conspiracy show. You're not just throwing yeah, stuff yeah. out there. No, no, no. But it makes no sense to you. Why one vehicle would have, you said, a zero, not even registered up on the scale. Right, hasn't been tested. Hasn't been tested. So I would think all things being equal across the board, if it's going to be a law, if it's going to be a service to the consumer, every car ought to be tested before it's And who's the official tester of that? Well, I I H S. Okay, no, this is the, the dealer's I, not doing it, are no, they? No, and we're no, putting no, that out. No. no, yeah. Well, the the right the crash test dummies. I remember them. The I just don't know where they work. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and okay. okay. NHTSA NHTSA and the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety are conducting these crash tests to determine that structural integrity. They do that frontal impact. They do the side. They do the rollover assessments. That was a big deal with the Firestone situation with the tires. And I know that's a one-off, maybe, 
you're you're this you know we need to come up with wrench nation after hours and we let it all out <laughs> but um just know that these crash test criteria exist uh in fact nitsa in about 2011 they said we need to be more stringent again this all goes back to that big number every year it's like thirty five thousand dollars uh, 30 <laughs> you made me say dollars thirty five thousand deaths on the road and so we're, we're just trying to test these things and keep them safe. But, Wally, you say maybe that's manipulated. Maybe. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, I really believe it is. You know, and it, and it could be, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Any testing is good testing. You know, so kudos yeah. to the testing they're doing. I'd like to see it done fairly. I'd like to see it done with all vehicles. Yeah, and yeah. not exceptions for the right. rule here right. and there. Right. Right. Interesting. Well, there's all kinds of tests that both the IIHS and NHTSA do. Uh, we've seen them. We've seen the crash test dummies. and But they're also testing. We always think about the frontal and the side impact, and we see the airbags going off, and the dummy goes forward and snaps his neck back. But they're testing for roof strength, the rear crash protection, sure. head restraint ratings. We don't think about the head restraints. That's interesting right there. Well, we you don't... should because of the whiplash factor. Yeah. Exactly. I've seen cars driving where they just pulled it out. An older car that maybe it was broken, and they said, well, we don't need that. Until you get rear-ended. Yeah, so <laughs> JB, we appreciate you. Thank you for hanging here on the Wrench Nation. Have an amazing week, brother. We'll catch you next week. Mary, thank you, guys. appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Thank you. The Wiser Advisor from Bolt on Technology, Wrench Nation, continues next hour. Of course, we've got your car quiz with the chance to win Arizona Renaissance Festival tickets. And we're getting our drone ready so we oh. can go on live stream, right? Oh, we're going to try to pull this off for you, people. It's coming up next hour here on Ranch Nation. Don't go anywhere. This is Ranch Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. 480-655-8870. That is our phone number, 480-655-8870. If you want to chime in on today's show. The topic we've been talking about is... Well, that technology keeping us safe. We've all seen it, these horrible wrecks. And, and you know, we pray, hey, hopefully they made Even it. That, but guy, that, that crazy guy on TV a couple weeks ago got in a huge wreck and walked away from his vehicle. And the, and the cops came. They show up at the wreck, and they're thinking there's no way this guy could have got out of there alive. They, they pulled their guns because it was a high-speed chase. The guy's already out. Everybody's going like, it's him over here. But to think he walked away from that wreck that we saw, wow. Wally, 10 years ago, a lot of these wrecks, folks wouldn't have walked away. About 10 years ago, do you remember that Corvette that was heading west out of town, heading towards L.A. on I-10? Clipped the back of a semi, spun around, the back end of the car broke off right behind the the seats, and he went skidding down the road on his butt, got up and ran away, and he was probably doing 120, 130 miles an hour. Was there a dip in safety? I mean, were the boats of the 60s, the giant cars, I mean, they were just monsters, and they were so solid. Were those safe compared to no. the compact cars we had in the 80s? No. No, they're not because, you know, back then, yeah. number one, we didn't have seatbelts. Right. You stood up on the seat between your mom and dad. Kids did, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I did. Yeah. You ate that steel dash that sure. wasn't padded if, if something happened. No, you're right. Um, everything was was transmitted to the people inside. The and what about the seat in the back of the station wagon in a rear collision? <laughs> My goodness, I can't imagine 19, that that was good. 1963 Buick Special oh. Station Wagon, I was there. Yes, I cannot <laughs> imagine that that was a wise decision. Um, 
Probably not, but no. I got rear-ended one time in it, yeah. and, and we didn't get hurt. Oh, good. I mean, yeah, if you guys are just joining us, 480-655-8870, your car care questions. This show is all about you people. We're we, talking about- We got about, somebody on the phone. Who's this? do we got here? Hey, um, are you there? Yeah, what's your name? Monique. Hi, Monique. How are you doing today? Um, well, I'm okay, but, you know, I heard you guys talking about, like, headrests. And yep. I'm Dean. I've got kids. But my husband's tall. I'm super short, and I'm I'm really concerned. Oh, that's a good point. We didn't we didn't we didn't really think about. I didn't think about it. if I mean, what, like, may I, I ask how short is short? Okay, so short is like four four foot eleven. Okay, four, so I'm yeah, not a midget, short. But no, I'm close. no. I mean, I'm, well, midget's not politically correct. So not a short person or or vertically challenged. A person, that's okay. A little. Person. That's okay. Uh, but but yeah, she good point. But so are, you're saying that hubby's comfortable and you get in it. You don't want to make a big stink about it, but you you just don't f- quite fit right. Yeah, it's like it's like so we got a 2012 Honda, right? It's okay. nice, and it the way that it's it's shaped, it kind of tips my head forward, so it'll be uncomfortable. So I'll try to push my way back. And then the other thing I think about is the airbags. I mean, if it hits him, it's going to hit him in the chest. If it hits me, it's going to hit me in the face. I'm always uh, worried about that. Well, back in the day, if you listen to Car Talk, they yeah. would have said, prop up some yellow page books and call it a day. There you go. <laughs> What's a yellow page book? Well, <laughs> yeah. That would be a better solution, though, right? Yeah. Well, Wally, um, she brings up a good point. And so talk to us about the angle of that backrest as it relates to sort of the headrest. Okay, driving position is very important all, all the way around. A lot of people don't really pay attention to it anymore. They get in the car. They adjust the seat to where they can fit fit the pedals or press on the pedals. All right, you're Maybe. talking. Let's let's establish that. What is the correct? Like we don't want to get too technical, but I like my daughter. She's up close. She's like really up close, and I worry. But she she told me she researched it. I'm like, okay, I didn't get into technicals. But it, what's the proper position for one to sit in their ride? How would you explain that? Boy, that you know, it's really. I mean, it, it, I mean, I it, drive it, my my. Is I'm there be more than one position? I mean, are, I just... are you laying down? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. not talking. You're 67 Impala with Dr. Yeah, Dre that, on a that's Sunday. A, that, that's right. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, basically, it's kind of hard to do on the radio. But what you want is you want to put both hands out, put a, put them at like 10 and two. You know, you you want okay. about a 45 degree angle. You know, in your in your elbow there. Which is going to probably put you a little bit closer, Frank, than what you want to be to that steering wheel for but you. But that's okay, right? But that's probably okay for your daughter, you know, because it's comfortable for her. And just like the NASCAR guys, you know, a lot of times when they run 200 miles an hour, you see them run right up against the wall, and you're wondering why are they running so close to the wall? It's like in case they get, they get loose and have a wreck, they don't have all that inertia going into the wall. So the same thing with the airbag. If you're sitting close to it. It's it's going to be better than sitting far away from it. Well, we got a listener on the phone. She's she's yeah, really talking so about I'm actually safer. Your yeah, I mean with that. But let me ask you: Does your Honda have the adjustable pedals? Does can you adjust the pedal height? I don't think so on that one. Oh, I I don't know. Well, that's a lot of people have that in there. And right, that, right. If you have adjustable pedals, that's just another adjustment. So yeah, you, so yeah. You have the seat, some some the, heat, seats can go higher. Yeah, right, right. Seats yeah. go up or down. But right. but what she's talking about is she's talking about when she sits in the seat. She has the back part of the seat tipped too far forward. Sure, yeah. Go ahead and click it back. If it's a manual one, click it back mm-hmm. one click, 
and it'll take that pressure. You won't be laying back anymore. Right. You're going to be sitting up a little bit more on your own instead of sitting in the seat, but it's going to take that away from uh, from pushing your head forward so you're looking down at your feet. Yeah, when they're testing the okay. cars. Well, thanks, guys. This, that's that's really good to know. I'm going to tell my mom, too. She's five foot, so it'll matter. Monique, when they're testing the cars, they're testing the average height of a female about five, three and a half. And for a male, it's about five nine. Wow! So when they're when they're testing the cars, so if you go online when you look for a new car, if you're if you're concerned about it, there are a lot of, of vehicles. But you say you have a Honda, and Honda actually does do real well with people under that height okay. because of where it's made. Yep. Thanks. Okay. Rock on. Thank Thanks you. for calling Thank in. You. you know, I wonder if that applies to different. Like if I'm a I'm a, I'm a Honda and I'm selling to cars. If I'm Honda and I'm selling out in uh, Africa. South Africa, and there's a different, I guess, it, do they, they change it up? No, worldwide? no. Even the European uh, models or our models that are sent here, a lot of the Hondas that, that come into the country, my complaint when I test the Honda generally is the bottom part of the seat, the part you sit on, isn't long enough, so it only goes about halfway to my knees, and my legs fall asleep driving it. Uh, where where the Europeans have a little bit more length, they do. You know, to it's their more, legs, it's, it's more lazy boy like. Yes, yeah, and, I agree. And it supports you all the way. Uh, so if you have lateral thigh support, where your the front of your seat moves forward on a nice car, a lot of them have it. Um, get that to where it goes almost to the back of your knees is the most comfortable. I found a list of the best cars for short people: Honda Accord, Subaru Forester, Mazda three, Lexus ES, Kia Nera. Kia Nero, uh, Volvo XC90, Honda Odyssey, Subaru Outback, Mercedes-Benz S-Class, Volkswagen Passat, amongst others. So there's a I, lot of I, I love the Subaru. Yeah, I will. If I could give the Frank rating, I would put Subaru up there high mechanically. Uh, the accoutrements, all the little things that we like. I think Subaru's top notch. In fact, we ought to find out. Steve, look up what's the rating for Subaru. And I will cover some things here for you. How about we dive into those cars that, you know, Wally, you mentioned. Which, which Subaru? Well, WRXSTI. Well, Let's go no, big. we're not going Let's go racing. Big. Yeah, no, we man. want to do an average. No, do the Outback. Do the Subaru Outback. A lot of folks are not going to have the right. WRX I'm racing. I'm looking it up right now. Crash rating for Subaru Outback, five star. Yeah. Now, Wally said that some don't even make the list. Yes. And some are like zero and one. Um, I figured we cover some of those cars. And, um, you know, I, 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 I thought this was interesting, and I'm, we're not shaming any vehicles, but you ought to know, if we're going to talk about how we're staying alive in these cars and technology, how about those cars that are worse off in that crash rating? The Mitsubishi Mirage. That was the lowest rated subcompact car, people. Did it get a star? It basically <laughs> scored an average in reliability and a poor in crash tests. Okay. Because I tested, had to be five, six years ago, a Chinese car. It was a three-wheeler. It was called the Remix 400. Oh, that wasn't, wow. That was when Walmart said, hey, we're going to be selling cars soon from China. Pretty, pretty much. Was that about per, the time? Yeah, that was about the, if, if, some, if you want to go on YouTube, it's on there somewhere. I know it is. And tell I, us about it. I drove it. this thing around town. It was scary. It was scary. Uh, 400cc motorcycle motor basically in the back yeah um we, one, ain't, we ain't buying that yeah single single wheel in the front you know it did have i mean it was kind of like a uh, almost like an electric golf cart except for it was gas powered one of the lowest rated luxury 
SUVs, and I like the style on these ones. The Cadillac Escalade. It's one of the lowest rated SUVs. Really? It was worst safety pick in its class. And again, people, this is according to Consumer Reports, man. With or without spinners? Well, yeah. <laughs> God. The Spreewells. You have to go with the basketball player. Latrell Spreewells. Spreewells. When it came to uh, worst, I don't know why this is in here, worst fuel economy in minivans and terribly poor scores. So both, oh, this is a double whammy. Not only in crash test rating, but you also got bad fuel economy. The Chrysler Town and Country, people. Oh, my mom has my mom has a caravan, but I think it's pretty much the same thing. What, what year? <laughs> well, this is based upon the seventeen models, okay. wow. according to this wow. official. But the caravan does the seventeen caravan does come with its own vacuum cleaner built into the back <laughs> to pick up after the kids. <laughs> well, after you smash your car and there's glass everywhere, it'll you, be great to vacuum, vacuum it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> the Lincoln MKS. You know, we've seen. Is it Matthew McConaughey? Yes, yes. Boy, he's selling cars on TV, I tell you what. All the women. Yeah. The Lincoln MKS, Matthew. If you're listening, Mr. McConaughey, in the Hollywood Hills, the Lincoln MKS didn't do I well. I talked to his brother the other day, by the way, Rooster. <laughs> Rooster. <laughs> Rooster, Rooster McConaughey, yeah. He's like the shark, tech, uh, shark tank for uh, rednecks. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> well, the Lincoln MKS, that's another beautiful ride. It didn't score well on that crash test rating. We're going to try to lift off on this drone. We're having a little difficulty. We got a phone call into Elon Musk. Maybe he can help us out. He got the rocket going yesterday. Yeah, he did. Hey, so- let's let's get somebody on the phone right now for the car quiz. 480-655-8870. You want to win Renaissance Festival tickets. 480-655-8870. Call now. We'll play right after this on Wrench Nation. Car Talk. Car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. All right, Wally Cahill here too. New car review coming up in just a few minutes. We've got someone on the phone. John's on the phone. Hello, John. Hello, how are you? Good. What are you doing this morning or this afternoon? I figured it's not good. morning. I'm on both morning and afternoon. So I'm driving home from work. Yeah, good. Well, you're calling to take the car care quiz here. You got a chance to win Renaissance Festival tickets for you. Now, this is not really car care, but we're going to no, test your care. knowledge. I would say car care, yeah. Are you, are you, this particular question. But has, if you don't care for this, then you're going to have a problem. So you better care for your engine. I do. Yes. So this uh, four-stroke engine invented by Nicholas Otto, O-T-T-O. Yes, the internal combustion engine. The four-stroker. Yep. What year was that invented? Okay, so I'm going to give you a hint. Okay, because it's, first I'll give we'll give you three guesses. Three guesses, partner. And do we'll, you have any idea? Yeah. Do you want to shoot out a number? When was the four-stroke engine invented? What year by Nicholas Otto? What do you think? Oh, I think it was probably like nineteen twenty. Okay. No. All right. Well, it's okay. You, That's okay. Because I'm going to give you nothing. I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. It was in the 1800s, and Abraham Lincoln could have used it. Oh, snap. Oh. I don't think that helped him out. That has to help out some, maybe. Maybe. All right, so we'll give you a couple of options. Let's see, Lincoln was killed in 1864. 18- so it had to be before that. All right. Okay. Okay. So do you have the year? Guess the year now. 1862. Oh, snap. So close. Okay. All right, well. We'll, we'll have one more hint. 
We're going to give you one more hint. The Civil War started in the same year. Really? Yes. So we're so close. We're so uh, close. I should have paid better attention in history, but I'm going to go 1861. Yes. Whoa, you yes. got it, man. Yes. You rock. Yes. You. That's amazing. <laughs> I Let me tell you something. I'm going to just say this outright. Yeah. If I ever called in a radio show and tried yeah. to answer that, yeah. I would have failed at that miserably. Yeah. Yeah. I know my history, so I had to you know, pull that out. Well, good job, man. And, and so what are you doing this afternoon? On your way home or what's shaking? Yeah, just driving home. Just got done working. Well, I'll tell you what. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, we want you to head over to Wrench Nation Facebook. Check out. Uh, usually what we do is we do the show topic. We bring the video in from the garage. But more importantly, we are trying to attempt a drone live stream here now, in a little bit. Let me say one more thing about that engine in 1861. So Otto, he, he had the engine in 1861. He had the engine. It just ran for a couple of minutes, and then it broke. And then he tried to get his brother to help a, him. Okay. And his brother said, no, I'm not interested. So he had to like go back to work and get it really going in 1862, It was just a few minutes, which yep. is a big deal. Everybody had horses. Nobody messed around with it. Yep. They looked at him and said, what is this over here? And the big one really started going in 1876, so it took a while. So there you go. And that's your day in history. Congratulations. There's your tickets to the Renaissance Festival. All right, we got the drone? Well, not quite. We're having difficulties, but I promise you, people, I'm going to do my best. Uh, we actually... Low <laughs> battery. I'm going to say we go for it. All right, light it up, Tyler. If you're just joining us, the second hour of Wrench Nation, we're talking about the technology keeping you safe. Uh, we talked about crumple zones. We talked about some airbags. We are going to get into the whole, uh, what they call the driver awareness systems, uh, cameras and things like that. You ought to know. We are going to try to fire up this drone. We need to hook up to Facebook. If you guys are listening, get over to Wrench Nation Facebook and check it out. It's time to like it now. We're going to test this out. We can't operate a camera properly. When are we doing this? Now? But we're going to try to operate a drone <laughs> properly. Can I get a countdown going? Well, get on to Facebook. Hang on, people. And if you're technically savvy, you certainly can call in and help us out. I'm not. Perhaps a drone pilot out there may give us some assistance, but we are trying to attempt to fly a drone live in the studio, and I think we're probably the only car talk show in the country. I'll give you that one. We're not the, the first radio station, but the first car talk show anywhere. I don't know. I'd like to challenge that. I don't oh. think any, has anybody flown a drone while they're sure, doing a live broadcast sure. in, the yeah. in the studio. In the studio, we're I not in so. the parking lot. I think so. I don't know. I'm just saying this thing will light up here shortly. Uh, of course, we got Wally Cahill. Uh, big shout out to Wally Cahill, who's joined us in the studio. He's coming onto the show. I will say you can catch him, guys, on Channel Three. Every Sunday, you can has, actually see. The, has the drone been de-iced? It's been de-iced. <laughs> no, we need that because it's so cold. People in North Dakota are laughing yeah. right now. Man. 80, 80 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we try to fire up this situation with the drone action, I thought we should dive into what some folks don't understand. The camera systems, they don't know about it for the most part. They may have been mentioned during the new car purchase oh yeah all these safety systems salesmen may have said hey yeah you got cameras it's keeping an eye on everything out there really yeah not, there's a camera in my truck maybe it's a 2015 well, i think the camera systems Ooh. understand who's watching well if wally Ho said, hopefully you are wally. <laughs> <laughs> oh those cameras like oh i like the backup camera yeah, so. yeah oh okay i thought maybe cameras watching me well specifically we're talking about these lane departure warning systems some yeah. of you may have recognize that um in fact you may be driving and somebody gets too close on the left and the 
mirror will light up a little bit and you see that. Yep. yep. Uh, Wally, you test a lot of cars. That lane departure, have you ever had a, not a planned occurrence? I don't think you'd plan that, but you ever have have one yes. help you? Work oh, yes. And do, yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, motorcycles, when they're splitting lanes, actually set that off all the time, too. Uh, and what you're talking about, Frank, is in your rear view mirrors, your side rear view mirrors, there's usually like a little light or a little car that will illuminate if somebody is in your blind spot. And so when you're about a 45 degree angle coming off the back of the car, a lot of times you'll see it that way. And then from a lane departure standpoint, I think probably what we're talking about here is the cameras are up in the windshield right by your rear view mirror looking forward so they can see the lanes. And if you wander up against that lane without using your signal, it will either give you an audible or a little bit of a vibration on the wheel, maybe even a little tug back to get you back in the wheel. That's that haptic thing. Yeah. Like our phones will give us a little yes. little vibration. Wake up. Right. Wake up. You mentioned sonar. Talk to us about, is that any difference with sonar? Um, yes. So Sonar uh, is your adaptive cruise control, and that goes off the front of the car. And what that does is that just like a, uh, you know, just like a submarine, uh, it sends out a little ping, you know, to the cars in front of you. So say, say your cruise control is set at 75 miles an hour. You're cruising down the road. Everything's good. The guy changes lanes over in front of you and he's doing 60 oh. miles an hour. Ah. Oh, all, right. No. Ah. No. all right. Hold the on a minute. We the got drone the drone is going. All right. The drone is going. How can the camera's not work? If working? that thing runs into me, I'm going to get killed and chopped right. into pieces. Slicing and dicing. It actually, the fans on it have cooled the room down by 20 degrees. All right. Hang on a minute. I don't know if we got a visual. And so you guys know, I had to record this for wow. some reason. So we are currently dry. Uh, we got the drone fired up wow. with the camera. I'm not sure. Uh, Justin, stand in front of it and see what's going on with that camera. Just kidding. No, no. So the idea here, it's um, we're trying to, can you guys hear that? Yes, I can. It sounds like killer bees. All right. Hang on a minute. We got to back up. All right. With the drone. Now, this is, uh, this is the, the uh, MVI drone. Uh, it's the, uh, and it's, all right. Auto hang pilot. on a minute. Man, are we, oh, there we are. We got a visual. All right, we, we got gotta, a visual? Hang on a minute. We got to change the camera angle. Now, so you know, we couldn't pull. Let me contrast this. We're going to light it up. This is our first inaugural drone in the studio, people. Justin, All why right. don't we have one of these? All right, there we go. We got we got the camera system on, everybody. Uh -oh. All right, now I'm going to go about a foot above your heads. All right. Lower the camera down. And we're going to play this, by the way, on Wrench Nation because we couldn't get it live, but I'll get this the tape. making me cold. All right, hey, we got we to gotta <laughs> get this down. And, over uh, there now. All right, I'm going to come forward now. All right, take over the mic. I'm Doc. I'm drone piloting, people. All right, that's right. Wow. All right, we're going You're not forward. doing it very good. There you are. Right, we're going forward, people. There you are. There we are. How are we looking? All right, we're looking good, people. Oh, we're flying. You're smashing the Wally oh. and kill him. Ha! <laughs> oh, the, oh, the wind is blowing everything. Wait, it's that's blowing. It. Wally, can you see Wally? There he is. Landing's great. You use right. mouse pad. It's right. gone. Wait a minute. All right, I want to <laughs> get... All right, guys, if you're listening, we got the drone live action in the studio. Just so you know, that's a wide-angle lens. All right. Oh, good. It's, it's 4K. We figured if we're talking vehicle oh. technology, let's get it live. And we're backing <laughs> up now. I want to bring it down. It's got obstacle avoidance Is it right going to stay with us during the break here? All right. It's going to turn over to you. Oh, you stay with us during the break. All right. What is up? Don't hit me, man. Are you going the wrong way? All right. Back up a little bit. All right. 
That's what we're. Ah! Don't hit the window. Don't hit me either. All right, I'm gonna land the drone because we want to be safe, people. <laughs> Plus, we got thousands of dollars in equipment. But uh, the drone action, I thought that went okay. Like that. I want one of those. Uh, we couldn't go live. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Reg Nation. Wally Cahill's got the new car report, new car review coming up next. What kind of car you got, Wally? Oh, he's he's too busy with the drone. <laughs> That's next. I'm <laughs> Wrench Nation. Don't go anywhere. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. I think I'm in love. I'm in love with your drone. Well, if you're just joining us back, we did <laughs> we did pull it off. Actually, I we did one. we did go live on Wrench Nation. Uh, our first inaugural run of the drone in studio. Well, spy on the neighbors. Look for that in the future. I think we're going to continue on with the drone and check out the pools this summer. Yeah, you like that <laughs> drone, Steve. Uh, Wally was. Uh, were you recording uh, live, Wally, or were you hiding behind your phone? Both. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty cool. So welcome back to Wrench Nation, your car talk people. Uh, we are diving into that technology that's uh, keeping us safe. And before we go into the weekly new car review with Wally Cahill, uh, we talked about the crumple zone factor, what's cooking quietly in the front of our vehicles to sort of give us that accordion, spread that energy, keep us safe. We talked about airbags, all the crash sensors that are working for us quietly. And boy, we hate the word crash. In fact, I think it's more or less like people feel politically correct it's an accident. I it's think an accident if you crash. Yeah, right? You don't want to say, well, I crashed. Well, it was an accident. Yeah. And uh, before we do this new car review, boy, we really got to dive into the, the driver awareness systems, these advanced systems that, you know, on these uh, Teslas, for example, which is not quite full semi, it's actually semi-autonomous. It's not full autonomy. Um, there's pedestrian detection systems. You can avoid hit. Hey, let's face it. In some of our bigger cities, in Portland, it's a problem. Folks want to bike, and sure. we got to pay attention. And so these systems are designed to help us drivey drowsiness. Uh, excuse me, drivers, a tongue twister. Driver drowsiness detection. That's big. Yes. I mean, I have you been going to San Diego? I kind of almost fall asleep. I mean, it's bad. It's like hypnotic. I've taken a lot of road trips, and you get out on some of those roads that are really boring. Like I eight is a perfect example. And you've got really nothing to look at it's because nothing. it's just kind of desert, you know? And maybe there's a little hump of a mountain here and there between here and, and San Diego. Nothing's but boring in no. my car. No, no? <laughs> no. Life begins about 130. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It'll keep you awake. You won't be drowsy behind the Are wheel. you start going I-25 through New Mexico? Oh, boy, it gets oh, boring. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. One of the other systems. And again, these may not be like life-saving systems, that we're about to talk about, but the backup collision warning, that's pretty cool. That's been around for a while. Yep. Yes. In fact, I think the backup cameras was mandated almost like the, the seat belts and I love that. airbags. And I, it's I, so I, valuable. Well, for the big pulse. Yeah, the vehicle, pulse van, which we don't, you know, you don't even have a rear view mirror in that because that van you can't you there's can't no windows. See anything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you've got to have that. And that's very big. One of my favorite, and Wally, I know a lot of these cars that you test, for the most part, the adaptive cruise control that's yes. pretty cool i mean you guys understand that cruise control you know back in the day you you clicked it boom and it did its thing but this adaptive cruise control wally tell us a little bit more of how that works and how that's keeping us safe okay how that's keeping you safe imagine you're driving on i-8 you're heading towards san diego yep. you're about an hour and a half into it you're not quite to yuma arizona yet you're going through dateland 
There is nothing out there if you don't want a date shake. There's Smelly nothing cows. Oh. That's it. That, that's it. The guy in front of you, you've been cruising about 85 miles an hour like a good good person should be. Um, that's 84. Mo- that, I keep it at 84. Yeah, that's Stay moving under 10. With, moving with traffic. Moving with traffic anyway. So you're, you're cruising with traffic, and say you're in the fast lane, and all of a sudden the car jumps out of the slow lane oh, right yeah. in front of you, and he's going 60 miles an hour. Oh. You know, what happens is that, Sonar pings it, sees the car, applies the brakes if necessary. If not, it'll just get off the gas. But depending on how uh, what's your closure rate and what you've got it set at, could be anywhere from like a hundred yards down to about fifty yards. Sure. It's usually adjustable on how how really set, you can uh, set it. Oh yes, very yes. cool. Yeah, it, and it paces the car in front of you, and it's main, tracking. Yes, it, are yeah. you paying a lot extra for that though? I yeah. don't. I, well, I not, think at this not a point, lot, but it's about two grand. Okay, and, well, and, it, and it comes with a few other things. It might be well, like in the grand touring or something. I think so. The nice thing for the consumer is that it will eventually become more standard. Uh, sure, and with, the price I will mean, go down. The price, I mean, the, kind of, but not even the backup cameras are standard yet. I thought they were. No, no, no. Like Mini Cooper comes to mind right to start with. Maybe uh, the rear alert was standard. I thought the sensors in the we bumper. Have to, We'll have, right. to, we'll have to look into it. Well, I mean, we'll I got a 15. It. That's only three-year models away. I don't have a rear-view camera or a beeper. Now, here's another one, so which I really like, and this will keep us safe, is the lane departure warning. Yes. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but I like that feature. I have the 16, the 15 or 16 Ford Explorer. My wife drives that. It's the SE. It's, got, it's a nice model. And periodically... Not so much that we're drifting out, but we can see a car coming in like right. they're probably doing whatever, but it'll correct it. It's pretty cool stuff. The corrective steering, that's, that's a premium. Yes. And I have to stand corrected. Actually, the car, the car that I have will not corrective steer. It'll warn you. Right. Audible warning. Audible warning. But there are cars, and I want to say in the European, it's always the Europeans that are cutting edge with it, will actually correct the steering. Yes, it, it, we have them in American cars too, and, we do. and Japanese cars. And generally, the way they work is, it, literally, you could drive from here to L.A. and not touch the steering wheel. And what happens is it tracks. There's a there's two cameras uh, on either side of the rearview mirror. If you look at the car when you're facing it, and it tracks the lane markings on both sides. And when you get to where you're touching it. There might even be some of the cars, like the Camry I'm testing this week, has cameras up under the mirrors that looks down at the ground. And that I love. We're yes. talking about that surround view camera system. Before yes. we dive in with this Toyota Camry, this is not at this point offered on most platforms. Is it a rarity? If I wanted to buy, let's say, a Ford, a Chrysler, is it available it's only a select. It's Toyota yeah, right now. Yeah, Toyota's got it. I'm not sure about the others, but I it's the first one I've seen that actually goes completely around, does a 360 view uh, right on your screen. So if you look at something, you know, if you're sitting in your driveway, you're looking for your kid's tricycle, you don't know where it is, and it's underneath your rear bumper, you're going to see it. Well, all right, let's dive in. we got a few minutes left. The new car review of the week, Wally. Tell us, what, what did you uh, test drive for the folks? This week, we are testing the 2018 Toyota Camry XLE Hybrid. Oh. So, yeah, Was man. there power behind that hybrid? You know, surprisingly, yes. 
uh, 2.5 liter four-cylinder motor mated with the electric power on it, making 208 horse with, with oh. a CVT transmission behind it. You know, the CVT. CVT. Yes. CVT. Which you don't feel shifting as much as a standard. No, no, you don't. Um, and it's kind of, it's like a slush box. Who's the ideal individual or family for this Camry? Would you say environmentalists, if you are green friendly, if you want to save the environment, this car gets 47 miles to the gallon and it's a regular size car seats, five comfortably. It has a composting toilet inside. <laughs> no, it's, it in doesn't. The it's in the trunk. It's in oh, the trunk. Sorry. Japanese don't mess around just like being that. Green. Yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, but tell, it, tell us that like, did you road trip this real quick? Cause yes, I think that's important. Yes, how did, did that go? How did that feel to you? That's how I got the 47 miles to the gallon. Uh, very, comfortable, very comfortable. Nice leather interior inside there. A macadamia leather is what they call it. Oh God, macadamia. Yes, All yes. Right. You know, and it's a it was a blue crush color, so it was pretty going down the road too. But adaptive cruise control, lane departure. Uh, all the bells and whistles. That's you the know, XLE model. That, that uh, that's for right. Camry. That's right. Got out there, cruised down the Tucson and back. I mean, everything worked great. 47.2 miles per gallon. Unheard of. That's a pretty tight MPG. Does this have a spare tire? Yes, it does. I, uh, you know, yeah. Some of these cars don't. A real one. All right. You know. What did you not like about this XLE? The brakes. Uh, and it's inherently a problem with, I would say, almost all the hybrids because of the regeneration factor. There's a different feel going on. Yes, and and I think we touched on it before. We were talking, Frank, is it's uh, it's electronic versus hydraulic a lot of times. Yeah. So when when you touch the brake pedal, it, there's a little switch, you know, and you feel that switch. It's solenoid like as opposed to hydraulic like. I get that. But you had braking. It was just a feel to you. I don't want folks to think the camera's oh, no, got the, bad brakes. No, no, no. The, yeah. bra- the braking was awesome. The feel, now, I, I'm like the prince and the pea kind of thing. If you put a pea <laughs> underneath 20 mattresses, I'm going to feel it. Same, anything going on in the vehicle, low tire pressure or anything, I feel it. I've, All right, I'm let's so get, dialed into let's it. Let's get right to the price point. we got about 60 seconds remaining. Tell us the price point on this one. What did I love you this find? because Wally always goes out and shops for the best price in the Valley. Doesn't get paid by anyone to tell you to go there. This is where he found the best price. There you go. So MSRP on this, 27800 The X- as, XLE hybrid? No. Okay. No, that's the base model. All right. As tested, 32200 Oh, not bad. Yeah, $250. Now, interesting. I hit three different Toyota dealerships. Yeah. Couldn't get a deal anywhere. Oh, yeah. well, the hybrid, I think, is uh, yeah, they, stuff yeah. don't stink there. Oh. Yeah, They're, pretty much, pretty much. They didn't want a deal. They said no. sticker is sticker on it. Really? Yeah. I was, it, so you're pretty I, much it, paying, it, paying it, sticker. It hurt my feeling. It hurt <laughs> yeah. my, I went in with the five grand under thing, and right. they just laughed. Well, you guys, sorry, Charlie, that's a, that's, you know, you're talking hybrid, you're talking great MPG, you're talking Toyota Camry, you're talking comfort, the luxury, all these systems. Yeah. I don't know. You may not, maybe work a deal in finance on that one. Give me me 2000 at least. Give me something. Wally Cahill with a new car review. You catch him every Sunday uh, on our AZ family channel three, three TV. Uh, Stay tuned. We got uh, Mr. Buckley hanging. We got some weird automotive news and uh, some more on Technology keeping us safe. Branch Nation continues next. Branch Nation Car Talk. 
Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. I think we have a Red Station fan who's a car tester who's testing a 2020 model of an American car. He can't tell us which one, though, because they do that out in the desert, you know, south of the valley. Yeah, they do. They um, do. And, and Arizona is a, a high spot. Well, we used vehicles. to have the big, uh, the big testing plan out there in Mesa. What was that for? GM. And GM moved away from that. There you go, Wally. GM left that years ago and went to Mexico because it wasn't warm enough here, they said. <laughs> oh, no, they're actually down by Yuma. Oh, they are now? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, that's where he's they, listening. Yeah, when they, when they left here, they went down uh, just north of Yuma along okay. the border. Okay. Well, all right. Before we continue, uh, it means a lot to me. You guys have really joined us. One big happy family, a uh, little bit of gearhead action, some car care. Lots of you ladies have joined us uh, on Ranch Nation Facebook. And I just thought it would be cool, and I'm trying to line this up here, uh, to actually acknowledge some of you guys and ooze basic. And, and help me out, Wally. We'll just tell the story. It, and we got to do this quick. And I don't want to say we need three hours to get it out. But I just want <laughs> to say we got to recognize this. Um, um, the fella's name, and forgive me, guys, if you're listening. I, I just can't line up all of this on the phone right now, but I want to give you this story. Uh, I believe the gentleman's name is John Uz Basic, UZ Basic, of UZ Basic Motorsports Pro Mod out in Washington State. He reached out to Wally on LinkedIn. Yes, Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. And you guys got to talking. He runs uh, racing. Family affair. Family affair. Amen. Family, and family motorsports. Nothing like it. Exactly. So Wally said, well, reach out to Frank. And he did. And we talked. And he was very elated. He was pretty excited. And I said, man, cut it out. I'm a shop owner just like you. <laughs> Forget about the TV and radio thing. And we got to talking. And my point is this. I posted up on Wrench Nation. I had to. This guy's incredible. Uz Basic, UZ Basic Motorsports, he's doing it with his family. He's doing it for his community. He wants to win. We all want to win. But within that journey, he's taking a bunch of people with him. And that is what it's about, people. You know, we we uh we have uh, Greg Buckley on. We do. Mr. Greg Buckley is our, our, our blue hen of Delaware. How you doing, sir? All right, guys. How's everybody? We should call you the Blue Eagle. The blue eagle, that's, you know, I'll, I'll take the green. Yeah, blue, green, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Upper, upper it's close enough, up. right. Well, congratulations <laughs> to your eagles for winning the Super Bowl hey, man, this week. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Wally was getting me hungry. Macadamia interior. Are you Dude. Kidding? I thought I was in Hawaii. Macadamia. I mean. Macadamia. They, yeah, that's. Like they, macadamia nuts. It's mm. everything. Actually, when you speak about these interiors, uh, which. You, you could know, be nuts. <laughs> well, you can. There you go. But no, seriously, these interiors have come a long way. They used to be yeah. all petrol based, but now they're sugar based. They're uh, plant based. You talk about being green. Um, in fact, that's why we've seen an uptick in some of these rodent activities, because they're attracted okay. to that all that corn and sugar based interior stuff. That's right. So we keep the car clean. <laughs> we're all feeling kind of awkward on that one, but okay. <laughs> no, no, it's true. I, I, I've done several segments you know? for local TV, and people have this misconception that these rodents are in there because they're hungry. No, man, they're not hungry. They're actually gnawing down their teeth. Right. So sharpening them. They're sharpening their teeth. But 
Hey, uh, so, Mr. Buckley, I, I know you've, you've probably seen your fair share of wrecks, and we talked about crumple zones and the advancements in lightweight steel. We talked about airbags mm-hmm. and some of these camera systems. You know, I'd like to touch upon perhaps some of the Volkswagen models. Uh, we've got a lot of mechanics listening from all over the country. Some of the training that we got to do to deal with these uh, <laughs> some pretty high-tech systems that aren't run-of-the-mill uh, conventional. Talk to us about what a mechanic would expect or training to handle some of these camera systems and what we're up against. Well, it's it's pretty intense, actually. I mean, you've got to have one. You've got to have the the new uh, camera aligner systems that are coming out, which means that you've got to have your shop or you know a section of your shop completely flat, designated, mapped out, pointed out. I mean, everything's all the angles got to be aligned perfectly. All right, let's slow down a little bit. We got folks listening. You mentioned camera systems. Let's bring this back down a little bit. I'll use the Volkswagen as an example. For many of you going into the garage of the dealer, a lot of work in the engine bay for Volkswagen or Audi requires the full pull of that bumper assembly. And uh, we don't invite you back there after something like that or doing something like that because that's open-heart surgery. It looks pretty ugly. So what you're saying is that these camera systems that live in that bumper, we could be done with the water pump or timing belt repair Put everything back, have fixed one thing, but the car is going to leave all all going to the pull into the right situation. That's what Absolutely. you're talking about, yeah? So, yeah. I mean, once we pull that front clip out, you know, to put it what they call in service mode, you know, we finish the repairs up, we got to put it back in, and then we have to adjust the cameras. Well, it's, a, it's, another, seer, it's another series of events that we have to do so that you don't pull off to the left or the right or that you're, you know, the camera sees correctly. I don't think we're allowed to have any more than a one millimeter difference. Um, it's light. That can make everything yeah. go completely haywire. And, you know, from a safety standpoint, you want to be able to see, well, the car has to be able to see straight. It has to have its peripheral view. So all these calculations come into play, and they got to be accurate. So it's another step that I think that, you know, folks listening um, in the future – you're going to have to prepare to have what like like a camera adjustment as part of of service. service or repair event. Yeah, I think one of the so things a, we we talk about all the time on the show, without preaching, man, because we don't want to preach to people, but that yeah. brings home more to the fact that you actually got to research. Sure, you're going to check reviews. You want to make sure folks are accountable, and things sort of feel right there. If they made a mistake, you got somebody answering and trying to correct things. Nobody's perfect. But, boy, this this is more than just, you know, going to see if they have a few certificates. You, you may start interviewing their technicians and saying, hey, how many hours a year does your technician get for training, and can they work on this 17 Camry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to you know, where you're going to have to I mean, you have the trust, and we, we won the trust. We, we, we proved that. Um, but the additional training and the, and the level of training that technicians are going to have to go to in order to service the vehicle, the market will play itself out, and consumers will still, you know, they'll come in and they'll ask. They should ask. They should say, are you, are you capable of handling this? It's, it used to be like an inferior question, like, what do you mean, me? I can't. I, I can handle everything. Well, in some cases, you can't. And unless you're trained. So the consumer has every right to ask, are you capable of doing this? And, and if you can't, where do I go? That kind of thing. But most of your quality shops are going to adapt. They're going to invest. They're going to be part of 
you know, uh, the new type of technology that's out there. Um, and it, it is, I think it's going to fall on the consumer side to definitely be aware of the, the increases for general services, especially, hey, look, instead of coming in for a four-wheel alignment, now it's going to be a four-wheel alignment. Oh, by the way, let's take care of your camera angles at the same time. Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, many of you listening, it's tough. We know it's tough to, to, mm-hmm. to land a relationship or even continue. Like, we definitely got to do a show in the future. We, I think it was a year or so ago we said, how do you, you know, when do you fire your mechanic? But, Greg, we always enjoy you coming on the show. Buckley, celebrate that Philadelphia success with the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, man. She said soft pretzels. Here we come, baby. <laughs> That's it. Rock on, brother. We appreciate dilly, dilly. you. Uh, Greg Buckley with Buckley's Auto Care out of Dilly, Wilmington. dilly, dilly, or whatever they said. Right? That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Buckley. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. Well, all right, this is pretty, pretty crazy. People out in Germany, that's Deutschlande, a German man actually goes out and buys two smart cars just to keep his driveway clear. I guess his neighbors were parking way too close, and he just said, hey, I'm done with you. So what does he do? He has no relationship with his neighbors. You can put he, those in your living room, though. Well, he bought two little, tiny, little smart cars, yeah. and he parked it to the left and parked it to the right just oh. like he wanted so he can easily pull up in his driveway. He was making a point. That's a pretty expensive point, but he got Absolutely. it done. That is your weird automotive news for this week. That is Wrench Nation for this week. Of course, you can find us on Facebook with Wrench Nation, WrenchNation.tv online, and Wrench Nation on Twitter as well. That's right. Catch us on iTunes again Sunday if you're just catching the show late, or perhaps you're joining us uh, from a prior podcast. We upload the show every Sunday. We'd like to know what you guys would like to hear for show topics. And if you have a chance, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, and give us a comment. As I say every week, people, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.